Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. My name is Jason. I'm joined by the power of the internet all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. Uh, listener, I need to give you a, a, a warning. Um, my house is surrounded by construction. Uh, they are currently dropping boulders by my backyard. So if you hear loud booms, uh, we're just going to make it happen. All right. Jason lives gonna... in that one house that never sold. So it's like high rises all around him. Mm-hmm. Like in up. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you live I'm in currently the up, investing up in balloons. Yeah. Helium. Big time. Yes. Big time. I was just going to blow them all up. Is that not going to work? Like just with uh, my voice, <laughs> that would be my voice, your, my your voice, your voice wind. Uh, yeah, that doesn't I don't think it would. That would be the saddest version of the up house. Just full of balloons, slowly deflating, <laughs> just or like they shoot out of the chimney and they just lay there on the roof. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like there's a metaphor there. Uh, well, Jeremy, what episode are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about season seven, episode seven. Uh, Donna and Joe. Indeed. And uh, this is the episode where Donna and Joe finally get married. Finally. Finally. After all these years. Man, will they, won't they? Those two episodes they were in. (laughs) Finally. Uh, This has been the romance of the whole show. Mm -hmm. Has been, will Donna ever settle down? Yeah. And will Joe be cautious to not chain her down? Because sometimes she likes to disappear for the weekend to go to Seattle and watch the Sounders in her condo that has a view of Puget Sound. Those are all things she likes to do, apparently. I've never <laughs> seen her here once. No. But I don't spend a lot of time downtown. Um, yeah. So, Jeremy, what are your first impressions of this episode? That's great. It's great. The episode's great. You're great. Everything's great. <laughs> Good. Good, good, good. How about you? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. This is a fun episode. Um, all the stories kind of revolve around this event. Um, and there are three main stories. There's the wedding with April kind of running interference for Donna. And then there's Tom who uh, confesses his desire to spend his life with Lucy uh, to Ron. And then Ron blabs about it. Typical Ron. And uh, then there's Ben and Leslie and uh, the decision on whether or not to for Ben to run as for the House of Representatives for Indiana's 10th district. So there's these three stories, but they all line up together around the wedding, which is nice. It's good Uh, for us. Yeah. You know, it's less prep. And people are like, you prep this? Um, How dare you? Well, Uh, I think they would be surprised to know that we don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we, so we have the whole gang is in this episode. And uh, we have Craig is, is present. Typhoon is here. Gergich is. Uh, Rachel Dratch shows up as their babysitter, uh, which is great. Good to see her still working uh, five years ago. Um, no longer than that. Today, it's uh, 
nine years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so old. Time flies um, considerably. <laughs> we're considerably old. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this episode starts with Craig and uh, serving as the wedding coordinator, uh, wedding planner for Donna and Joe, and they're walking through the church. And um, <laughs> I do love uh, where Craig is. Joe is asking questions about orchids. And Craig's like, do you think this is my first time working a side job as a wedding planner for a former coworker? Um, no. Which is funny um, because this is a stereotype about like gay men very much being involved in people's weddings. <laughs> and so I, uh, I really appreciated that they just called it out. <laughs> um, one of my, one of my, my new friends, Polly, uh, is a gay man. And uh, he, he, uh, we did a comedy class together and his, he had a bit about like being a professional flower girl <laughs> and like helping with weddings and stuff. It was very funny. <laughs> Adult male flower girls. So that he's probably, like, you know, that's a risky click on uh, Craigslist there. So it is. Care, yeah. Careful. Yeah. Just be, just know what you're looking for. Um, but he, uh, he, he had one line that was just so great. He was like, I do a lot better than my ne- my niece, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just calling her out. Wow. Loved it. What, yeah. So Kristen, good. Kristen taking strays. Yeah. Well, she knows what she did. Yeah. She knows. Um, so, uh, yeah. So Craig is, uh, he's going to run the thing. It's going to be great as long as people avoid his trigger words. Um, let me give a list of trigger words, Jeremy. Oh, please. For a wedding. These are the trigger words. <clears throat> Flowers, schedule, vows, bride, groom, food, love, happy church, event, wedding, and Craig. I would just say so, cake all day long. Just cake. <laughs> Where's the cake? Cake here? Yeah. I, I think I need to develop my own list of trigger words that have to do with everything that I, I'm doing. <laughs> like, 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 like go into an office job and say, these are my trigger words. Email, meeting, schedule, <laughs> uh, management, human Cir- resources. <laughs> circle around, pin in it. <laughs> yeah. Traction. Oh my goodness. I corporate speak. It's 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 killing us all. And so, uh, yeah, so Craig's going to run the thing. It's going to be great. And then Donna talks to April about why she chose her to be uh, maid of honor um, because they're like best friends, like a sister, but she's also super tough. And she's going to make sure that uh, the family, the Meagles, are kept in line. Um, and April's like, yep, on it. And uh, there's... Uh, you, they all have their welcome bags. Your brother Lavandrius is not welcome. <laughs> and um, and Donna is like, look, my family is cold and grudge holdy. Um, and uh, <laughs> her cousin Winnie once forgot to use a coaster and grandpa wrote her out of the will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're pretty intense. But the ring. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the rings are hard to get out of, out of coffee tables. Yes. Yes. What if the coffee table was what she was going to get in the will, and he took her out just because it was like you don't respect the the varnish the gift. You don't you don't respect the gift. Yeah. So she's like, you don't get it. So then maybe it's like, well, I don't really like that coffee table anyway. So maybe Grandpa's doing me a favor. Maybe I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not in estate planning. Maybe she doesn't even drink coffee. Maybe she doesn't even table. So oh, Winnie. Anyway. Oh, Winnie. <laughs> oh, Winnie. It's, so, the, it's the complex character Winnie is. I know. 
like, man, I, I would love to know what else is going on in her life where she's just willy nilly without coasters. Um, yeah. So that's the opening scene. And then restaurant after credits, uh, Lucy is coming to the restaurant, uh, and she got some hand cream for Tom and Tom and they try it and it's like wonderful. And Ron is watching this whole thing happen. And, uh, he is just so happy, um, for Tom. And he says, I'm glad things are going well with you and Lucy. She's great. Um, and Tom then says, you know, uh, they're going better than that. And, you know, you know, I'm serving as the butler of honor. I've got this, um, baby blue suit, but I also got a matching dress for Lucy and it like impeccable match. Like it's fantastic. It is a custom job that Tom put together. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and you know, Ron's like, well, she like it. And, and Tom's like, absolutely. Um, I feel like I'm with the person I could be with forever. And, uh, yeah, which is a big deal for Tom. And Ron is, uh, really excited for, for them. And then, uh, he's like, good for you. But more importantly, do you have tri-tip for tonight? Because if not, I brought my own and there's a big old hunk of meat, uh, (laughs) that Ron reveals. Um, and so. Like it's aggressively large. It is. It is. Um, but you know, for a wedding, if he's trying to serve a wedding, you know, mm-hmm. it might not be enough for Ron, but if it's just for Ron, it might not be enough. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Um, but Ron is, uh, we have a talking head with Ron talking about how much he loves weddings, the good food, the celebration of romantic love and <laughs> for churches <laughs> and, uh, uh, say what you will about organized religion, but those guys knew how to construct an edifice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he is in the construction build business now, so goes to churches not for like seeking uh spiritual guidance or you know a communion with the divine he's looking at like how did they do their joists how did they mill the work here where did all the rocks come from um you know so he's going for a different reason than probably most people go to church but he he respects the table you know that's the thing about ron mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure uh, yeah. So then we cut to Leslie's house and, uh, they're getting ready to go to a hotel. Um, and Roz is coming and they're talking to the kids like Roz is going to stay with you. It's going to be great. Um, and, uh, Roz uh, played by Rachel Dratch is already kind of overwhelmed. And so <laughs> Leslie's like, oh, she's fading. Like uh, Rachel, like, like Rachel Dratch is overwhelmed. Yeah. The person like the character Roz. Oh, the character Roz. I just yeah. thought, Yeah. <laughs> Like I don't Rachel know. Drash, and she's playing a character who's also overwhelmed. Yeah. I don't know how whelmed Rachel Dratch is day to day. If it's over or under. Or just um, whelmed. Yeah. So adequately whelmed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So Leslie's trying to talk her off the ledge. Um, and the, the big thing is like, you know, if Ben left me, I would not, I would recover. But if you left me, I would never recover. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so Roz is like, all right, I'm on board. Um, and, uh, so they are continuing packing and they see that Jen Barkley is calling, uh, again. And, um, the Leslie assumes that Jen is calling to have Leslie run for office. And so she's like, you need to run for Senate or Congress. Um, and, uh, and Leslie's like, no, I love my job. The whole country is my park. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and so they kind of just ignore her call. 
Roz comes in and is like, all three of the kids rent just bonked into each other and broke everything you own. <laughs> so it's going great. Um, so then cut to the, I, I'm going to say this is the rehearsal dinner mm-hmm. at Tom's place. I would, I would agree. Okay. Um, at Tommy's Bistro, Tom's Bistro, Tommy's place, the sub-a-dub club, <laughs> uh, which I'm still waiting for. Uh, so, uh, and Gail is there and, uh, you know, Gail is so sweet and wonderful and, uh, they're talking about how much they love each other and Ron just, they're like being affectionate and Ron is like, control yourself, Gergiches. <laughs> um, and which I love cause the way it's shot, like it, that, that scene in particular is going through, um, Gary Jerry, Terry, Larry, Gary, and Gail's like faces as they're coming towards each other for like a kiss. Mm-hmm. And Ron is looking on the other side. I'm sure there's a technical term for, for this kind of shot, but um, you could just see the disgust in his, uh, in his eyes as they are not controlling themselves. So, <laughs> it's just brilliant. Brilliantly shot, guys. Good job. I know they were asking for my approval. Um, and then Lucy is, uh, you know, congratulates Tom on how well everything's going. And they're both dressed up in their matching suits and it's looking good. Um, no, no, this is Tom is showing her the thing and then they have to go get changed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and so Tom goes, checks something out. And Ron's watching this whole interaction. And Ron says, like, I don't get involved in personal people's affairs, but uh, I'll just say it. Tom is quite taken with you, <laughs> which is significant. Um, and, uh, and Ron, who's holding a drink in his hand, <laughs> says, uh, he said he'd marry you tomorrow, <laughs> which, uh, creates some angst in Lucy's life. Okay. The listener, there are more rocks coming right now. <laughs> so just heads up. Um, there's a giant machine right over my fence. It's not nerve wracking at all. Um, like, are they dumping rocks or are they placing them? Yeah, they're dumping and placing. Oh my gosh. So it's a dump placement. Yeah. Here comes he's gonna drop something right now. We need pictures. I wish we had a like a social media feed and people could follow along the construction. Yeah. Uh yeah. I can't, well, I can't hear anything, by the way. Okay, good. It so. hasn't gotten to the loud stuff yet. Oh, okay. Now they're just waving <laughs> those, at each other. The loud rocks are in the back. No, the loud rocks are in the truck that are about to get dropped right this minute. Okay. Uh Gosh, guys, it's so exciting. Yeah. Okay. The guy is undoing the gate. <laughs> Probably the most exciting thing that's happened on this podcast. Uh, man, they just hold. Okay. Welcome I just, to Construction Theater with Jason and Jeremy. Well, I'm just glad you can't hear it. Um, but so we'll anyway. talk about it. <laughs> this guy's not wearing a hard hat, which he's just smoking a cigarette, walking around a big old truck and a crane and like, okay, here it comes. Listen, can you hear? Go faster, Construction. <laughs> No, he's smoking a cigarette, man. Well, no, the guy in the truck, here comes. Now he's he's about to dump his load. <laughs> Dude, you're dumb. You don't hear that? No. Okay. Okay. Here. Just, just <laughs> Listener, insert, this is amazing. Please, will you just please insert some sounds later? Just like massive construction sounds. Do you hear that? It sounded like you opened a window. No. Okay. All right. Good. Well, <laughs> listener, I'm not editing any of this out. Um, <laughs> this is part of the conversation. This is real life. This is, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it has like my whole house has been shaking for a week as they've been working on this part of the thing. So. All right. So, um, yeah. So Lucy's a little overwhelmed by Tom's uh, affections here. I doesn't know how to take it. Um, and Ron is oblivious to any trouble that he may have caused. And uh, so then cut back to Ben and Leslie leaving. And, uh, you know, they're going to a hotel 10, 10 minutes from their house, um, which is weird to him. Um, but Leslie's like, no, we need a little downtime, a little privacy, maybe make more kids. Don't <laughs> and, even joke about that. Oh, man, that I could see Ben's pain in that joke. Um, yeah. But then when they open the door, who's there? Who's there, Jeremy? Who's there? Oh, Jen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jen's there. And what does Jen want? Oh, she wants to, they, she, well, first she's mad that they didn't uh, answer her phone calls. Right. You idiots won't answer my calls. (laughs) Yeah, she's a friendly person. And then, uh, then she wants to tell them about an opportunity, but first not before um, insulting their, their children several times. Right. Because one of them runs by and she goes, ugh. What was that? Ugh, your life is gross. <laughs> My life is amazing. Um, but essentially, <laughs> then she's like, um, Jen, uh, Leslie's like, we got to go. And she's like, uh, I've never been late for an event that requires an RSVP. And she's like, you live in Pawnee, Indiana. Where do you have to go? Putting up a new scarecrow? <laughs> she just cackles. <laughs> so Ben's like, get to the point. And she says that the current congressional incumbent in their district is a moron and that Ben should run in his stead. Um, well, not in a, a, he's a bully and uh, nobody ever opposes him. And she should run and he should run against her. Him. Holy him. cow. Words. Pronouns are tough. Well, you kind of go from being like the guy who just interjects every once in a while to like now lead us through. And it's like, what? Yeah. Watch, well, watch, I wanted watch to me, watch me fall down this, uh, you know, the trail for a while. I needed I, to clear I, my throat and drink, uh, drink some of my coffee. It's like, so I, I, I felt like I was <laughs> getting hit by all the cobwebs for, you know, you usually clear the cobwebs <laughs> out and I'm just, I'm just firing right through all of the spider webs on the path. Um, but know, this is the first bit of trivia that uh, Indiana's 10th district needs a new leader. Indiana only has nine, but they said 10th because they didn't want to insult any of the current people. Yep. So. Which makes sense. Sure. I um, guess also, you... Pawnee, Indiana doesn't actually exist. So there's there's that, too. I'm not with that attitude. <laughs> Pawnee is in our hearts all along. Exactly. Um. So, yeah. So. Ben is like, I don't know if I can do this. Our life is crazy. And Jen's just like, just think about it. Um, and, uh, and then um, a child runs by. Whoa, that was huge. <laughs> um, uh, and so Ben, but Jen is like, his biggest weakness is the economy, which is actually your strength, Ben. And, uh, and so, you know, you handle yourself well on TV the last couple of times. <laughs> With the Wi-Fi thing. Um, you know, we've really seen Ben grow as a, a responsible member of the city government. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like he could do this. Uh, and, um, and then Rachel Dratch comes back out. Uh, two of the three kids are showering in their pajamas and most of Ben's ties are in the toilet. That's an update of where things are at. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah. And Jen is like, this is chaos. <laughs> so, uh, so back at the party, um, Andy is talking to some of the Meagles and, uh, and he's like, you know, it was probably an accident. Right. And, um, 
one of the guys was like, I'm sure the Dig Dug machine just unplugged itself right before I was about to beat his high score. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it was an accident. So the uh, April comes and says, how's it going? And Andy's like, the Meagles are weird. The words they say sound passive, but seem aggressive. <laughs> like they need, there should be a term for that. Like nicey meanie, mm-hmm. uh, which I would go with as a good term uh, for passive aggression. Nicey meanie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's confusing enough, <laughs> much like passive aggressive behavior. Sure. So, yeah. Um, did that shirt look good on the mannequin? (laughs) (laughs) Did somebody say that to you? No, I just, you know, I just, passive aggressiveness is just, it's great. It's an art form. Mm -hmm. You're really good at it. I am. Thank thank, (laughs) Wow. That's just sarcasm. That's, that's different, Jason. No, it's not sarcasm. I was giving you a compliment that was not actually a compliment. That was a backhanded compliment. Yeah, that's passive aggression, right? That, that's passion aggressive. Yeah, you nailed it. You passion nailed it. aggression. <laughs> you really Thank know you. how to make a guy feel good. Ah, thanks. The, see, the key to passive aggressive oh, deflection <laughs> is to just take the compliment. <laughs> Never. <laughs> just be like, Thank it, you. <laughs> it is an act of aggression no matter what. and must be dealt with accordingly. No, no. See, you give the person power when you acknowledge their aggression. But if you the, you turn them into a beta by just saying, like, I don't care what you think. A <laughs> <And> beta. <laughs> yeah. We, were, we watched the Barbie movie. <laughs> this is, again, listener, this is some of the conversation. I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, I've, My, heard, it's, I've heard it's very good. My kids went and saw it, and I was a little disappointed that I didn't get to go see it. Oh, man. You should see it. It's really good. Go yeah. by yourself. Okay. <laughs> Midday. Midday. Just Wear a trench coat. Uh, <laughs> False. <laughs> um, but uh, my my wife and daughter, they did not like it, but I loved it. I thought it was so good. Um, but uh, my, my, my daughter and I were talking about it and she was like, I don't understand why people are so upset <laughs> and, about this. And I was like, well, there's a lot of small men who uh, are afraid uh, that this is a threat to them and their power. And she's like, like who? And so I started listing these people. Um, and as I'm starting to tell the story, like I probably shouldn't say this, who these people are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they, they tried to make like these weird like points about it and like a non like acknowledging that there's a problem in American culture around toxic masculinity, all that, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> I was like just naming names and my daughter was like, wow, dad, I don't think you've ever been that mean to anybody. <laughs> Just naming names. I said other things about them. Like a certain person is what I think dumb people think smart people sound like. (laughs) So anyway. So it was good. You enjoyed it. I loved it. It was so good. I would, uh, I would see it again. And I honestly believe I, I, I think Oppenheimer and Barbie are both in contention for best picture this year. Awesome. They're so good. That's why and, they're the the double feature. Yeah. And the planning around when to release this and have all the writers and actors go on strike was brilliant. Yeah. They couldn't have planned it better. So, yeah. Good job, the system. Um. Okay. Where are we? Uh, <laughs> Andy was talking about Nicey Meanie. Yeah. And then April yeah. had to physically separate two 80-year-old men who were arguing <laughs> about whether it really was Lena Horne in that grocery store in 1970. Yeah, which it probably wasn't. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I'm not really sure who Lena Horne is now that I'm thinking about it. I probably shouldn't look her up. Um, not right now. No, I should focus on this thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. The construction mm-hmm. has paused. The guy's on his phone holding <laughs> a rock in the <laughs> the excavator. Oh, I just the way you made it sound like at first I, I had a picture of him on the phone holding a rock. But guys, oh, these are the yeah, wrong yeah. rocks. You sent us the <laughs> wrong rocks. These are way too soft. We need harder <laughs> rocks. This is squishy. Oh, there he goes again. I don't oh, know. Okay, never mind. I don't know why he was on the phone. I don't understand so much about construction. Um, it takes a long time. <laughs> it does. There are currently seven excavators in my view right now. I mean, they're just going for it. So, um, yeah. So cut back to, um, Leslie and Ben still thinking about the offer and, um, they come up with a decision that today they're going to act like Ben decided to run. And then tomorrow, like Ben decided not to run and just see which one feels better, which is a fun thing to do. Um, and so I love this little joke where, you know, how would this even work? Our lives are so busy. And if I won, I would be a congressman or a woman. I mean, equal rights. No, that doesn't apply. <laughs> like, he's yeah. trying so hard to be PC, even when he doesn't have to be. Right. And it's like, no, you would be a congressman. Congress, congressperson. Yeah. A person of Congress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, um, are going to try this plan. Um, but Leslie has a talking head where she's like, Ben has to run. He would be so good for America. Um, and good for the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be Royal Archduke Sultan emperor of all inhabitable lands on earth, but I'm completely neutral. So, um, and so then we cut to Tom, this is all happening at the restaurant. Tom, uh, coming up to Ron saying, why did you tell Lucy <laughs> that I want to marry her? <laughs> Uh, and Ron is like looking at the shot starts with Ron looking at a, uh, a, a tray of sliders and Tom like cuts in between and he's like, ah, the small hamburgers. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Tom's like, Ron, you have to walk back what you said. And Ron is hesitant because that sounds like lying. Um, and, uh, and so Tom's like, can you just help me? Like you've, made this whole thing way worse and way more intense. Um, and even though, uh, and Tom goes into a good speech here, even though I've known her for years, I can see myself spending a life together with her, having children, walking the grounds of Tommy's Bahama, a private island I'll eventually buy. Mm-hmm. That's way in the future, man. <laughs> and Ron's takeaway from that is, don't call me man. <laughs> uh, so, and then another person comes up with some food and, and Tom's just like, don't serve this man until he fixes this disaster he created. Uh, so then cut back to, uh, Leslie and, and Ben. And, uh, I love that. I love that they use this as Ron's motivation, but initially the food, the food. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's his initial motivation is not to fix it because it's the nice or right thing to do. It's because he wants those sliders. Yeah. Which sliders are good. They they are. I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, Ron, no, people know what motivates Ron and if you know, you can do anything. You can get anybody to do anything if you motivate them with the right things. So, food it is. Small hamburgers. Um, yeah. Uh, where? So, yeah. So, they're in the campaign mode now, Leslie and Ben. And uh, Leslie's like, all right. So, first up, meet and greet. 
uh, act like everyone is interesting and important. And then Jerry comes up, <laughs> hey guys, and they both are blank. Nope. Unless it's like, nope, too hard. Let's try someone else. <laughs> so then they go over and talk to Donna's parents. Um, and Ben is like, Mr. and Mrs. Meagle, I presume. And uh, dad is like, I'm Mr. Meagle, but we're divorced. And and she's like, I'm Grace Callahan. Well, sorry, Miss <laughs> Callahan. It's Dr. Callahan, <laughs> which is like, this is going real well for Ben. But he he manages to pull it out by just saying, like, I hope you are a podiatrist or a dentist because I seem to have a case of foot and mouth disorder. <laughs> and they laugh. <laughs> so good. Um, and then April goes to talk to Joe and uh, Donna, like, how's everything going? And like, you couldn't be happier. Uh, yeah, everything is surprisingly painless. No swiping, no passive, passive aggressive comments, no drama at all. Uh, and then cut to earlier or later scene with April and Andy with a, a handful of trouble uh, makers in the kitchen. Uh, trouble Meagles. Trouble Meagles. Yes. Okay. That's the title. <laughs> Attack of the Trouble, trouble Meagles. Yes. I got to write it down. Um, Attack of <laughs> the Trouble hyphenated. Sure. All right, got it. Thanks. Um, so uh, in the kitchen, they uh, April's like, listen, you guys, you are not ruining this for us. Um, uh, and I'm not screwing around. Lauren, no more discussing Mallorca. Mallorca is <laughs> off limits. Brian and Gloria, stop making Horatio feel bad that your daughter went to Yale. No one gives a... <laughs> and Seriously. Genuine, get it together. <laughs> I'm sorry, April. Kathy started. It's getting darn it. I don't care. <laughs> and uh, Andy's genuine is crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andy gets to come in and be a good cop and goes, "It's okay, genuine. Don't cry." Uh, so, um, yeah, and then cut back to April, like easy peasy, lemon sneezy. <laughs> uh, and then Ron goes to talk to Lucy and to say, "Like I have something to tell you. I'm a liar." What? Well, no, I'm not a liar. I've never lied about anything in my life unless you count camouflage as a lie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so Ron is like, Tom wanted to convey that he likes you a great deal. So he said he could imagine marrying you and living on an island with your kids. And he's like, wait, now we're on an island with kids? Plural? <laughs> and Tom is watching this whole thing happen in the background. Uh, and he's completely frustrated. Um, and... Uh, and Ron's like, yes. Now, do you know where I can find those little handballs? <laughs> uh, and then cut to Ben doing his his move of you know campaigning, and his first line is, "Watch out for those riding lawnmowers, man!" And everybody's laughing. And I need to know what was he talking about. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So things seem to be going well. Um, and uh, and Leslie, you're killing it. And Ben's like, I got a little secret. I'm drunk. <laughs> And uh, turns out, ever since they had kids, one sip of wine will get Leslie drunk, and uh, one drink will mess Ben up. Um, and so, yeah, so he, he feels so good and condefent. Uh, and he really is troubling with the word condefent. Um, but they nail it. They're going with that one. Um, and so then he gives a speech about how awesome. Which is kind of a funny joke in and of itself. Like, you're, you're so confident that you can just go with condefent. Like, yeah, that's good. Let's, let's go with it. Yeah. What, what other words would I possibly use? Condefent sure. it is. Uh, so, condefent. 
And uh, yeah, so uh, Les is like, you know, you're going to have to give speeches. Go ahead and give a toast, which was not something that uh, anybody was asking him to do, Mm-mm. which probably would not go well in most situations, I think. Um, and uh, but he just, you know, he's a, pretending to be a congressperson. So have, he you, ever, have he you ever made an impromptu toast? Like not one that's like scheduled, like you have to like it's time. It's toast time. Well, the other day. Uh-huh. Funny you ask. It was like 3 p.m. and well outside of breakfast time. And like, I'm making toast. Well, anytime technically can be breakfast time. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. No, I've never <laughs> actually gone out of my way to make a toast that was not planned. Have you? Oh, I see what you did. And uh, I, too, would boo that joke if you if I had said it. So... <laughs> yeah um wow oh that was so bad it was good (laughs) thank you i've given zero toasts you've never given a toast ever um no i i I made a small i think i did make a small toast at at our wedding because you have to but i've never just been "Ah, we're toasted you know i'm gonna make this big toast like there's certain people who will just be like you know what this needs right now a toast to kick things off not me. <laughs> Never. It's not your jam. Not my not my jam. You really I I'm more of a one-on-one. I like to butter people up that way. Um <clears throat> Do you think that's why they call it toast? I I because I have like, no you, clue. You're buttering people up. Like toast makes people feel good. Like mm-hmm. a toast is like the toast of the town. Yeah. That would be you gotta be I'm able- sure that's a restaurant somewhere already, but like a toast-themed restaurant, <laughs> just called <laughs> Toast, toast of the, the Town. <laughs> and they toast like bread, different kinds of bread, but then sure. also marshmallows. Like dessert, like main course bread. <laughs> and then dessert is just marshmallows. Yeah, anything so that easy. you could toast. Yeah, weenies. Toasted weenies. <laughs> yeah. You know, hot dogs. Sure. Uh, you could toast... Uh, tobacco leaves, like in um, I think that's... Mad Men, the first <laughs> episode of Mad Men. No, I don't remember that. Oh, it's probably the best episode. Um, <laughs> it goes downhill from there. Um, <laughs> the first episode, they are—they just found out, like the Surgeon General in the sixties is like, oh, cigarettes right. are going to cause cancer, mm-hmm. and so they're like, how do we like market this? Right. And Don Draper is like, we don't talk about cancer at all. We just say ours is is toasted and they're like oh this is brilliant don draper you're the best let's five more seasons go yeah so uh people i think really loved the suits and the fashion and then realized the, oh these the people are all terrible yes you know what really messed me up when i was watching that because i know this was like a, a you know reality but when they with their family went on a picnic mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and Ron, uh, Don is drinking his beer and then he crushes the can and just throws it in the woods. Right. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but that was real. That, like, that's how people really still are, many people. Yeah, we, but, we have to have ad campaigns to remind people to not do that. <laughs> don't throw your garbage don't, in the forest. That seems like a no-brainer, but we we had to. We put people, we, you know, there were, there were, Native First Nations people on horses crying on TV about Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. It was a thing, you know. Yeah. America. Knock it off. We still got a lot of work to do. So (laughs) 
Anyway. Um, anyway, so Man. back to the toast. Uh, ben is giving a great toast about how awesome Donna and Joe are. And uh, every day with marriage, it's great because every day you're like, what? I love you. You're my sexy roommate and we love each other. He's and talking about me. Woos over there. And uh, yeah. And so then he's like, this is going to be a great wedding. It's amazing. Let's get some music and dancing going. I'm Ben Wyatt and I very much approve this message. And then it takes two starts playing and, uh, and he starts dancing and April's like, do you want me to set that down? And Donna's like, no, let the little man dance. <laughs> um, so next day they wake up, Ben and Leslie are in their hotel room and they feel like their brains are dead. Uh, Leslie says my head is filled with concrete. So, um, and so she's like, yesterday you pretend, pretended you were going to run. That's today you're pretending like you're not going to run. Uh, and then uh, he Ben's looking at his grizzle phone and comes to find out that Jen posted the campaign ad and it's everywhere. He's running for Congress. It's all happening. Uh, and he starts remembering that they called he called Jen last night and Leslie's looking at her phone and she called eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine, a hundred times. <laughs> it's a good uh, song. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> then uh, they go to JJ's and uh, and. Uh, Jennifer comes in, is like, "Oh, there you guys are," and they're like so hungover, and she's talking so loud, and uh, she's like, "You guys should have corner booted it because you look awful. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna scare away other customers." Uh, Jen Barkley is a great character, yes. Um, and uh, and Ben's like, "Hey, uh, I know I left you a message last night, but you should have checked with me before throwing me into this." And and she's like, "No, I'm sorry, you left me." four messages last night and they contain very specific policy positions. And so she, <laughs> she plays it and like talking about education, fiscal responsibility. And in the background, you hear Leslie going, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. But I mean, that also kind of like, not, I'm not, I'm not condoning, like, you know, choosing your life choices while drunk, but I mean, he obviously has some very strong feelings about his, his policies. Like, yeah. To be drunk and to be that lucid as far as like, these are the things that are passionate to me and we can change the world. You know, I mean, he is, he's serious. He knows what he's, he's about. Yeah. This message brought to you by Big <laughs> Alcohol. That's right. Are you trying to be condefent? <laughs> Vodka. Alcohol. <laughs> alcohol. Making people think they can run for office since 1899. The really scary people are the sober ones who think they should do that. <laughs> so... Oh, this country. Uh, so, uh, so Jennifer's Sorry. like, she's like, oh, wait, you guys were drunk last night? That's hilarious. You're going to fit right in with Washington. <laughs> See? Uh, and she's like, you know, we have official press release, uh, press meeting tomorrow at nine and you can go back out, but it would be embarrassing. Might derail your career. Might not. Probably will. We'll never know, though, right? Uh, and then she gets up and leaves. <laughs> I'm going to go do exactly what I want to do because I don't have any children. <laughs> Bye guys. Uh, so, so then Ron is in the wedding at the, at the church and uh, a, a guy comes up like, I'm Walden with the church's historical archives. You called about wanting information about the buildings. Is he? I did. Let's talk about the facade. <laughs> Was the limestone locally hand hewn? And the guy gets into it about limestone from Michigan. And uh, he looks over to see that uh, Tom and Lucy are being very weird. Um, and trying to find where they're going to sit. Um, and they're like, I'll do whatever you want. No, whatever you want. No pressure. Uh, so they finally sit down and Ron comes up is like, you, um, uh, I'll get to Ron later. He's going to solve that problem. But then Leslie is with Donna. Leslie's in the <laughs> wedding as well. And so she's 
with Donna getting ready and she's about to cry. Look how beautiful you are. And uh, Donna's like, I'm not even in the dress yet, but you're going to be. And uh, so Donna's talking about uh, why they she chose these folks to be in her wedding. And uh, Leslie, it's because you're a softie, but on the inside, you're a straight up boss. April, you're the exact opposite. Uh, and uh, cuts to, you can see April look at the camera, kind of like eye rolling. Um, and uh, and then uh, Michelle, you were my best friend in childhood <laughs> until we lost touch because you thought your college boyfriend was into me. He was. A neighbor gave him the time of day. But now you're, we're rebuilding our friendship. Is this wedding going to be a test for you? Yes. But the doctors once told you you were never going to walk again. So this should be easy, right? <laughs> so why did the doctors tell her this? <laughs> did Donna put Michelle in a situation where she needed to learn how to walk again? That's my headcanon for that, that whole speech. Oh, wow. Okay. Like Donna thought, was involved. Yeah. Like you thought your college boyfriend was into me. I never gave him the time of day, but I whooped you. Uh, wow. <laughs> so that's my headcanon. But she got better. Yeah. So this wedding shouldn't be that hard for you. <laughs> that is a that is a complicated tapestry. Yeah. Like, why would she say all this? <laughs> you know? So it's to bring us up to speed as to why Michelle is there. Yeah. What's her deal? And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just the whole backstory. And I love that about the Meagles, too. Like earlier when April was like, OK, you take care of the um, Miami. Was it the Miami uh, Meagles? Yeah. And I'll take care of the Berlin Meagles. So there's right. always like the, these there's Berlin Meagles. Like, I don't, you know, there are factions of Meagles everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. It's just, everything has this dramatic, like this bigger than life, you know, they all, yeah, they're all amazing. Like they all have these crazy lives. I mean, yeah. They have a, a secret lake house. Mm -hmm. Genuine is her cousin. People She's got Germany. How crazy is that? <laughs> she lives in Indiana by choice when right? she could live in Seattle. I mean, <laughs> Come on. You got to love the rain in the fish markets. You do. That's, yeah. I don't really go to the fish markets. No, but squirrel. it's nice like, to know that they're there. I guess. I guess. Somehow we have to trick cruise ship pa passengers into buying <laughs> fish. By throwing then, it around. Then take it onto the boat with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. What was your goal here, tourist? Oh, you're going to a hotel? How are you going to cook that fish? Anyway. Doesn't matter. It's a, it's a impulse buy. Yeah, it's a $75 impulse buy. They need to have more fish on end caps at the grocery store. I think more people just would buy hanging it. without a just head. Right there. Like gum, <laughs> Snickers, Red Snapper. Yeah. Right there. Wheel of fish. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I love that movie so much. Uh, listener, the movie is UHF <laughs> starring uh, Michael Richards and Al Yankovic. <laughs> That's who you went with. And Emo Phillips. Emo Phillips. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, I should buy that again. I'm sure I had it. Uh, so the Tom then. Uh, so yeah, so wedding's happening and Craig comes in. Moment over. Help Leslie with her dress. And then Typhoon, who's a, her stylist, comes up and, and is like, hi, I'm Typhoon. And Craig's like, Typhoon, I am interested, but now is not the time. <laughs> Um, and Michelle, go get the bouquet. You're skating on very thin ice. <laughs> Come on, Michelle. <laughs> like she can walk and she can skate. She's come a long way. Um, and then Ron goes and sits down by Tom and Lucy. He's like, you two are acting like weirdos. And uh, I suspect you've not talked about what happened. Um, I don't know. 
Uh, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I only meant to say there's no shame in declaring how you feel to a person you cherish. I'm sorry if I cause problems because the two of you make a good team. You'll excuse me, miss out on the food and tonight a fascinating conversation about Michigan limestone. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll be damned if I don't properly honor the expression of romantic love. <laughs> and he gets up and moves. Um, and Tom's like, you got to excuse me. He just says whatever he means. <laughs> which is which is hilarious because he chastised the the Gurgiches earlier with their expression of romantic love. Right. It was too, well, yeah. too public. They're gross. They're gross. Um, yeah. They're, they're too adorable. They don't make sense. Right. Therefore, it's wrong. They're irrational. So, um, yeah. So Tom's like, look, you just have to ignore him. He says what he means. And, and, uh, and Lou's like, did you mean what you said? And he's like, yeah, I'm all in. That's all I meant. I don't want you to think I was crazy and jumping the gun. Um, but I don't know. I want, I don't expect you to feel the same way. Uh, but that's how I feel. And Lou's like, well, I'm only dating you for the free dresses. <laughs> he's like, I'm fine with that. Um, and so Lucy's yeah. awesome. Lucy is awesome. Uh, so then it, the wedding is happening and Donna um, and our Joe and Donna are doing their vows. And uh, the uh, <laughs> Joe's, even though I've known you for years, I feel like I learned something new about you every day. Just yesterday, I learned that the Pearl Jam album Vitology was written about you. You're an amazing, confident woman. And I love you. I love how they uh, cut to Andy on that because there's there's all these quick uh, fade cuts yeah. in, in this that they're showing all these people, the ring getting put on. So it's a real quick, it's not this long drawn out wedding uh, episode, but I do love that right after because Andy is a huge Pearl Jam fan. So mm-hmm. like that was the cut they chose. Very intentional. I like that. Yeah. So you also are a huge Pearl Jam fan. I, I am. I like I like myself some uh, some Pearl Jam. Um. Do you see how the the album Vitology could be written about Donna? Um, you know, I I don't not necessarily. I I, I really can't at, at this moment. Okay. I would have to go back and listen to it in that with that lens. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, if it is, I mean, Donna's been through some very very dark times. Mm, interesting. So I don't know any of their songs that are on that album. So unless it's Even Flow or Jeremy. <laughs> Um, Spin the black circle, not for you. Say what? Tremor Christ? Huh? <laughs> Never mind. That's it. That's Nirvana. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Uh, I've been on my own music project the last couple of weeks. Uh, I am currently listening to all of Taylor Swift's studio albums in release order. Are you doing? Uh, are you doing the original ones or yeah. the, the re when she re-recorded from after the, the 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 controversy with her contract? I'm starting from the beginning. Oh wow! And then I will listen to the re-released ones when they were re-released. Like you're in you're a purist, and that's what I. That's one of the things I really I like about you because you're like the guy that's like I will watch the original and then I'll watch the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch, I'll watch, and then, or I'll watch the original, and then I'll watch the digitally enhanced Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes, because right. that's that's the way to experience the original creative vision. Right. Sure. Right. And so, like, and so, so I'm driving around yesterday with my daughter, and we're listening to uh, the album Lover, which is pretty good. 1989 is, so far is the best album from Taylor Swift. It's so good, um, but. Uh, I was I listened to songs all the way through, especially on a first listen. And uh, and she, Joss was like, 
I don't think I could ever do this. I would skip all of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved, she loved Taylor Swift. Um, and she's like, no, I, I, I never listen to albums. I only listen to like playlists and like, yeah. So it's just mm-hmm. a different, different vibe. So one day I'm going to make the Z, the zebra thing. Uh, one day I'm going to make the, uh, the Pearl Jam project actually happen. I've tried so many times and I just am <laughs> like, I, I can't understand what he's saying <laughs> and it's driving me crazy. But see, that's oh. when that, that's when those, those, uh, liner lyrics are, are big, you know, that I think that's why that he wanted people to get back into that. Like you gotta, I'm going to no, garble my voice. No, so people no, actually have to follow no, along. No, incorrect. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you could try. I want people to really, you know, engage with the artwork, with the, the no. physical medium. Uh-uh. He's Eddie. He's a he's a visionary. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I saw I saw a, a TikTok that had um there's it, it was a voiceover, but it was um a shot of the is it Quest Field right now? Where, where do the Seahawks play? Lumen Field. Lumen. I I'm a terrible fan. And uh it's just like, you know, it's a up from I don't know, the three hundred level or something, and there's like a gajillion people and lights on the stage it looked amazing. There's a voiceover and the lady and this this person is saying I can, I totally understand how so many people could love Taylor Swift, you know, and, and Lumen Field is just absolutely packed to the rafters. And then they say, but I don't understand how this many people can love football. Wow. I know. Shots fired. Wow. So Swifties and NFLies, I don't know what we call fans of football. Yeah. Dum dums. <laughs> I don't know. I love football. I, I just was receiving my tickets yesterday and, uh, it's happening. Football's happening. We're getting there, but not, not before we get through this episode. Yeah. When's that going to be? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've derailed this pretty bad. Uh, you started talking about Pearl Jam though, you know, and that's my, that's on me. That's what you get. Um, and This this is not for you. And then Donna gives her vows, which are kind of boring. Because <laughs> Joe is kind of a boring person. <laughs> That's true. Uh, compared to Joe, Joe's vows about being a whole album person. Um, so uh, so they are going to the reception afterwards. And Leslie and, and Ben are getting out of their car. And, uh, and Leslie is on the phone to Roz. Like, yes, we have the zebras. Tell the kids not to worry. They're coming back home. Um, and also you, we wanted to give you a raise and you can have anything from our house. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> and Ben is holding two stuffed zebras, 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 uh, <laughs> two stuffed zebras. And he's like, how can I run for office? Our lives are just one unexpected stuffed zebra emergency. Now I, now I can only see like zebras with like their hats backwards and playing like beer pong or something. Yes. The zebra. <laughs> Talking about their uh, their jet skis. Dude, and, we're just gonna crush it at the meeting next week. Now, what are you doing for Seafair, bruh? <laughs> Seafair. <laughs> I, I, please explain. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Seafair is this thing that if you're not from the Seattle area, it's a Seafair, big frat party on the lake, basically on Lake Washington. It's not even on the sea. <laughs> it's, not, it's Lake Fair. It's so, um, and so yeah, it's this big party and it has like in the past, it has had 
um, hydroplane. hydroplane races on the lake yeah. and this, the blue angels come to town we got and there's all kinds, it's so awesome. Uh, like there's a lot of cool things happening in the community. They do all kinds of different like pirate parades, yeah. parades and all kinds of stuff. It is a big deal. I mean, they um, shut down entire, just so people know, not from the area, they shut down entire freeways. Yes. For the blue angels to do their, their, their sky dances <laughs> right. uh, over the lake. And, uh, but they, one of the, key pieces of it is all the folks who are super into seafare get their boats and they create this big old log boom situation uh in the lake where it's just one big drunken party and i i have grown up here since i was like five years old the lake was literally a five minute walk from my house i have never once participated in any seafare activity on purpose <laughs> Because like you can't not participate with the blue angels when they're flying over your house. Um, but like, I've never done anything. And, uh, last week I, uh, in the comedy class I have, there's this person who, um, she's, uh, she's a party type person. And, uh, and she was on Instagram saying like, can't wait for seafair as she's on the boat. And I was like, all that scans. <laughs> this checks out. Yeah. I, I figured you couldn't wait for seafair. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah. Seafair, bro. Um, <laughs> man, we will never finish this episode. Nope. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to speed through this You're part. Speed uh, round. All right, go for it. I'll, I'll uh, try to keep my comments to a minimum. All right, so Ben and Leslie, they're getting out of the car. He's like, I don't know if I can do anything. What do you think I should do? Leslie says I'm neutral. And Ben's like, you've never been neutral on anything. You have opinions on pockets. They should all be bigger, Leslie says. Uh, but then um, they're like, it's just crazy to try to run this thing. But, uh, you know, maybe micro naps are the future. Uh, and then like, oh, look out. And a reporter comes, Ben Wyatt, any comment on report that you're running for Congress? And uh, Ben's like, I, I can't stop, talk about this right now. Um, and, uh, but he's like, your only political experience is a failed mayor at age 18. Uh, and he's like, please, we're at a wedding and I'm trying to solve an actual problem. And then like a light clicks on, he's like, which is actually what I do. And I'm good at it. Yeah. I solve problems for a living as a budget specialist, five years as city manager. I'm good at this. And I worked hard to transform this area as a fiscally sound destination for people who want good jobs and good public education. And I think the results speak for themselves. My name is Ben Wyatt and I'm running for Congress. Woo! Yeah, part A. So, um, yeah, so he's running for Congress, which is great. April at the at the reception uh, comes up to Don. like, how did I do? And Don's like, everything was perfect. But I got to say, I missed some of the drama. I thought for sure somebody was going to try to do something crazy. Um, and But anyway, I love you. Thank you. I'm going to try to not hug you. Uh, too bad. I failed. And then she tries to hug April and she runs away. Ben uh, is then they're at the table and Ben Don is like, Hey, why didn't you tell us you were running for Congress? And Ben's like, didn't want to steal your thunder. And she says, steal my thunder. Have you seen how I'm wearing this dress? <laughs> um, and, uh, and so Ben's like, yeah, well, yes, I am. And they do a toast to Ben. And then Ben does a toast to Don and Joe and Tom does a toast to himself. <laughs> so, uh, and, and then April is looking at the name plates and uh, she says, who's Gary and uh, pan down. And it's, Jerry's nameplate says Gary and uh, uh, and Jerry's like oh I think that's supposed to be me that's your new name Gary Gary Gary. chanting it and uh, and Gary looks up at Donna and she winks at him uh, and and she did this for him 
and so after 30 years, my coworkers are going to finally call me by, by name. I'm so blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then Craig is making, uh, calling everybody's attention for a surprise musical guest. Jeremy, who do you think the musical guest would be at this wedding? Oh, Genuine. That's what Genuine thought uh, as he's approaching Craig. And Craig says, me. <laughs> it's one of his all-time favorites. <laughs> yeah. And so he starts singing Donna um, by some people from a long time ago. Um, yep. And uh, Andy comes in, Donna. Joe, I hope you have a slice of that cake for your estranged brother, Lavandrius. And Lavandrius comes in, played by none other than Questlove. Questlove. I love Questlove. He is so wonderful. Uh, So, and he comes in, he's like, I bet you didn't see your baby bro at your wedding, huh? Well, I'm here, despite what you told me all those years ago. And Donna, like, just engages instantly on drama. What I did, (laughs) this is because of what you did. You must be referring to the microwave incident. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love it i love it so much and, and she's like yeah and he's like don't worry i brought it back and then he has this cart <laughs> with a towel over an old old microwave very old i think it's, it has the like wood paneling and a dial like <laughs> a dial it probably like, dings with a with a actual physical bell inside yes so He's had this microwave for a long time. And then just for this moment, he picks it up and throws it on the ground. It says now no one gets any popcorn <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> just that's it. No one gets any popcorn. Thanks. Quest love. Oh man. I, that was when I remember when I first saw this, yes. it was like, I was so surprised and I just was so delighted that it was Questlove mm-hmm. and there's this, this whole drama around a microwave and popcorn. But it's, it's no contest. Like the Meagles, that's, I've been trying to put my, my, my finger on it. It's like, they're no contest, the context, uh, like superstar. Like they're just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it. I still can't put my finger on it. Yeah. I think one of the things is like, you know, there's this thing going around that, People are accusing millennials of having like non-player uh, character syndrome, where they think like everything in the world is just or Gen X, Gen Z. So I am the main. I'm the main. Character. I'm the main character. Yeah. Everybody else is a non-playable character, right? And so, like, you pay, you generally don't pay attention to non-playable characters, NPCs, uh, if you will, NPCs. And so the the fact that all of these meagles, mm-hmm. there you have, go. Yeah. such rich stories that that's yeah that but we, we know only nothing know, about yeah that we know nothing about we know just like this, this these tiny glimpses and yeah. what we do here are epic right like what you got to watch out for those w- riding lawnmowers man <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and yeah so like why did donna's parents get a divorce and what kind of doctor is she for real like there's all of these massive stories that like like Tom when, didn't know that genuine was his her cousin and they've worked for, together for years for years so there's always yeah. like these little secrets but they're huge yeah it's so good it's so it's so brilliant it's kind of like this episode what what it could have been is the the backdoor pilot for a spinoff on the meagles i'd watch that i would i would watch the heck out of that show 100 watch that like i would love to have donna as the main character yeah of a Thursday night sitcom and it's all just her dealing with her family. And yet, and yet I feel like the joke, like, like it works because we never really get to know, like, that's the whole thing. I was like, we know nothing about Donna. And yet we just find these, these small glimpses of just 
like ridiculousness. Yes. So, so it's like the less we know about her, the better, the, the, the grander they can make her backstory without ever getting into it. Yeah. And having like even uh, like flashback episodes about oh, her time knowing yeah. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> or and, yeah, or like, the things around you, that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Have Eddie Vedder be a guest star and you come to find out he can talk clearly all the time. <laughs> Maybe and maybe it was Donna. He chooses Donna, to be that Donna way. told him how, like, you know what? Everybody can everybody can hear singers. You know what you should do? You should mumble more. And it was it was Donna who yeah. gave him the idea to kind of go here. Put these marbles in your mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would like to introduce you to my friend Dave of the Dave Matthews Band. A little baby. And yeah, yeah. maybe Donna. Like was the reason like Dave decided to move to Seattle. Yeah. Like, yeah, he got married, his wife's here and all that stuff, but it was really Donna. And uh like Dave Matthews solo album is just all about Donna. <laughs> yeah. I, I like so, this. Yeah, I want this show. Mike, Mike sure, please make a Meagle show. Attack. You can just even call it Donna. I would watch it. I would watch the heck out of it. Anyway. Come to find out, come to find out it was April who invited and said that she wanted a little bit. She said, she says, Donna, you said you wanted a little bit of drama. And Donna's like, that's why I love you, girl. Yeah. The the end. The end. Credits. Credits roll. Tears drop. Ben is running for Congress. Donna and Joe are married. Tom and Lucy are defining the relationship. Maybe going to the next level. Pretty cool stuff. I mean, they already have matching outfits. They're practically retired at this point. Yeah. Typhoon and Craig may have a love connection. And uh, Genuine. I just got it, put I just in his place. Instantly think of like, what is it? The last episode or second to last episode where they're on the airplane. Yeah. The last episode. Yeah. And the few, like, I don't. Do you even... have any regrets? None. What about you? Several. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's so great. All right. So, so next week uh, or next episode is uh, Miss Ludgate Dwyer goes to Washington. During a business trip to Washington, April tells Leslie that she wants to quit her job. Back in Pawnee, Andy, Ben, and Ron may have found her the perfect new job. Oh, man. We get some Barney in this one. Barney. Yeah. So this um, Don and Joe was um, an 8.3 on IMDb with 1920 rating um, or uh, votes. Uh, next week is is an 8.0. And we start to kind of we, we, we go up from here because we're nearing the end of the series. So, um, yeah, we're we've got, I think, five, five or six episodes left. Um, Jeremy, are you, are you currently looking at the parks and recreation episode for next week's episode? Uh, well, I have it here. I can click on it. Okay. I need you to just go down. So like scroll down Uh on IMDb to the cast. Okay. Top cast. And then scroll over until you see John Balma who plays Barney. I'm looking. I'm looking for Frank Mann. What? What can I? Mine might be different than yours. Oh, okay. Well, well, anyway, he, he is a Vulcan. <laughs> oh yeah. This. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it was not what I was expecting um, at all. So yeah, go find him on the uh, IMDb listener. And uh, he was raised to be a cowboy. John fled his family horse drawn dreams and headed to San Francisco to pursue a cute career in theater. Um, I, he may be my, be my favorite now. So 
All right. Well, listener, if you liked this, <laughs> talk to somebody about it. Uh, <laughs> talk to somebody. I mean, you don't have to put yourself through this every week. Uh, and so uh, next next time we're together, we'll talk about uh, April goes to Washington and, and stuff. Uh, but yeah, refer to this. Refer to this. <laughs> Please cite this appropriately. Uh, uh, no. Rate, no. review, tell your friends, tell use, your enemies. Use um, proper notation. Yeah. I prefer to Arabian uh, ninth edition. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking about that. I really do prefer to Arabian. MLA is garbage. APA is distracting. To Arabian all the way. All the to way. Arabian. Terrible. <laughs> uh, not against you on this. <laughs> well, enjoy um enjoy the rest of your Taylor Swift, man. And uh I hope you get into the 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 Pearl Jams soon. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right. I tried. I tried. I tried. I mean Summer you, is a good time though to work through projects like this, <clears> like <throat> listening to a whole like two summers ago, I listened to all of Bob Dylan's studio. I was, gonna, I was just gonna say, you made it through Bob Dylan, you can make it through so Pearl good. Jam. Yeah, but Bob Dylan is so good. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing, just higher. Oh, man. I think we should stop before we offend somebody. <laughs> All right. <Me>. Oh. <laughs> well, then I will, I will talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.